Even when uh, I'm maggots, I'ma still be fine. Baby bro, gotta eat. So tell him goats, I grind up meat and make shawamas. The black Jeff Dahmer. My first album was cult classic. Doing shit never been done before. This hardcore, they so flaccid. Three, four time bombing on acid. Futuristic, niggas Jurassic. Fastest, ain't giving no passes. Bastard, killing them whole classes. Bad kid, victim slow as molasses. Bad shit, that part telepathic. Move shit like Drano. All bad motherfucker, no bueno. Double rainbow, Oprah show. Giving the audience cars so you get a bar. And you get a bar. Everybody get a bar. Written by Ebony Maw. Nigga, this is getting bitten by Jaws. Had a lesbian couple book my Airbnb. When the Minaj popped off, that's a share B and C. Stayed at my spot for free, but I'm fucking for a fee. That's the true definition of a PIMP. Career MC, I ain't never had job. You mumble rap, you 23 with a dad bod. Damn God, do anything to get their face seen. Even floating face down in the mainstream. Welcome to episode 55 of We Going In Presents, where we are back with part two of the Razzcast interview. In this part of the interview, we talk about his writing process, how he has lyrics go over people's heads, putting Easter eggs in the album for people to find, as well as the political climate, being ahead of his time, and much, much more. After the interview, make sure you check out the links all on wegoingin.com. How do you write a song like Shark Week and really just you know zero in on being as lyrical as possible i'm not as lyrical as possible because i know people won't catch it um but for me i'm always trying to create a a a scene so once i figured out i wanted it to be called shark week i wanted you to feel that and so the first line is coming up from beneath you know i'm trying to create a feel i want the music to feel you know I'm, you know, ominous and threatening. Um, still boom bap. I knew I wanted to go a heavier baseline driven record because I was thinking more like the, the jaw shit. Uh, 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 uh. So I knew certain elements. And, and so I started from there. And then, you know, then, you know, I just want to, you know, it, 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 it's a battle rap record. Because that's it's Shark Week. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to hunt MC. I'm hunting rappers, and so from there it was just that, just you know, kind of explaining who I am, you know, um, coming out like a great white shark from the Cape Town beach, Polaris Breach. I don't preach. People always say like, you a preacher, you a teacher. I'm like, I'm not. I said I don't preach. I just don't got no filter. You wouldn't understand the family tree that I'm built from. I am Groot, so everything becomes trees and roots. I am Groot. I'm Kunta and roots. I'm Footloose. Dancing in one Gucci boot. So, again, uh, Kunta Kente, they told him his name was Toby. You wouldn't understand the family tree, uh, my whole background, uh, where, where, where my, you know, my bloodline. You wouldn't understand the family tree that I'm built from. I'm Groot. I'm a tree. I was going to start grooting some of the rhyme, too, but I was like, I'll just lose these people here. But, yeah, I'm Groot. I'm Kunta and Roots. Footloose, the movie, but then Kunta Kente got his leg cut off because he ran away. So now they cut one leg off, so I'm actually foot loose, literally, dancing in one Gucci boot, which I had a pair of Gucci boots. I'm the true, you know, and then, yeah, whatever, you know. I'm, I, I, I just start, I start somewhere. I tend to like to start from the top. 
because that sets, you know, the setting. I almost write it like I'm writing a, you know, a paper. So, you know, I need my intro. I just need to, where, you know, where, where do I, how do I create the, the, the scenario? And then, and then I just let it evolve from there. So that's kind of where I went with, with, with uh, Shark Week was I'm the shark. How do I make you feel like I'm this fucking shark and I want to, I want to kill every fucking body right now. I'm going to frenzy out and I'm going to run up on this beach and fucking kill everybody. Cause all everybody on the beach is, is a rapper. <laughs> and I just want to eat them all. So, you know, just, you know, and, and, and having it, you know, being creative with it, you know, um, that, but you know, those things inspire me that when I hear really dope songs, you know, um, I'm dissecting and that's what I'm hearing from other people. When I'm hearing people, I'm like, yo, that's such a dope song. I had, I, um, Royce has a, a Thanksgiving record and it's awesome. You know, it's just that set up everything. It's just arrangement. Like, you know, like I get it that people like these really simple dancey records and, and I don't mind making those too, but I think, you know, there should be artistry you know, you can have two or three big, very generic pop records. Um, but I think you could also make, I think Eminem has one on his new album. I, the the song where he's talking about him and the girl, us, we, whatever. It's just dope. How it's written when he talks from his perspective, then her perspective, then this. It's just a dope record. It's a, and it's a club radio record. I think it can be done. I, I like and we all, everybody can say, I'm in the club and the party is popping. I'm in the club and I'm trapped, trapped, trapped. I got a bag. I get, like, I get it. I get it. She in a strip club. She in a strip club. I get that. I get it. But that's so fucking generic. Whereas it's awesome to have somebody write a really dope record that's still high concept to me. I, you know, maybe maybe I'm in the minority that way, but those are the things that take me on a journey. And when I hear great records from people, those are the kind of records that as a fan of music period, but specifically rap, those are the records that blow me away and inspire me, make, you know, are life changing, viewpoint changing. Um, and then I can apply them to, to my craft because I'm so inspired by, by analyzing what they did. No doubt. And, you know, when you talk about, like, not even going to, like, the full level of, like, what you can do just because it's going to go over the listeners' heads, like, where would you, like, where would you love to take the music if you weren't worried about people not getting it? Oh, no, I do it all the time. I just said for that particular record because it was a battle rap record. So I couldn't go way too far because if they don't catch the punchlines, what's the point of making it a battle rap record? So there's a, I, I, I'm constantly doing exactly what I want to do all the time. It just depends on the song and who I'm trying to reach. Do <laughs> are you ever surprised like that somebody might get it and um, or like impressed with like listeners when they when they might like yeah. hit you up and like like hey I caught that. Yeah, that's always a, a pleasant surprise. Like, oh wow, you saw what I did there because I totally didn't think anybody was going to catch that. You know, uh, you know, and then there's some things that are just very inside jokes between, you know, maybe me and a few friends. So, you know, there's certain lines that are for certain people. Um, so, uh, you know, um, sometimes I, I am saying some things 
that I don't expect, you know, the casual listener to catch or, you know, or, you know, or, 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 or such a random reference, like you had to have read that book or you had to have caught that part in that movie to even catch what I was trying to say there, you know, or that TV show. Like I, I do that because I'm a bit of a nerd and, uh, nowadays we actually have a term for it. They call it Easter eggs. There wasn't that back, you know, in, in, in you know, 96 and 98, but I'm, I put Easter eggs and shit. <laughs> do so cool f- when people find the Easter eggs. I like it. Do you find that MCs catch it easier than fans or do you feel like the fans are like your closest listeners? Fans are closer listeners. Uh, rappers listen to things for as comp usually so they have listened they just kind of want to see the only time rappers listen to other people's music is when everybody else says it's really good because then they're listening to, to to figure out why they like it why everybody else likes it self-included a lot of times self-included um just because i have so much other shit on my plate it's hard and I've already, I see how the sausage is made. So half the time, I don't have interest in looking at somebody else's journey when I have so much to do on my journey. Um, but when I, um, when I do discover a record, then, you know, then, then that I genuinely, I just heard a record. I'm like, what is that? That's cool. Those are the ones that mean the most to me. Um, it, you know, it, it's just, kind of rare to hear new music a lot you know like in society because whoever whatever uh uh satellite radio has their team you know fucking land radio has their team um but everybody has a team (laughs) so so it's not like i'm hearing a lot of you know outside music or uh, other influences either one or the other um, but it's almost like Democrat, Republican, they're both pretty much, you know, well, nah, bad analogy. I won't do that because, yeah, one's way worse. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I won't do that. But, uh, it, but they both are clicky. I'll just say that. It's just two different clicks. So I, I, but when I discover, however I discover it, when I hear things that are cool, then, you know, I, I really enjoy finding discovering music that resonates with me. I um, actually heard a record from, uh, what's her name, that I thought was fucking awesome. It's just written dope. She sang it awesome. Um, what's that girl's name? She's a little, a little sickly cute girl. She's like a little, I can't think of that girl's name. What's that little cute girl's name? Um, oh, I got it because I shazammed it. Yeah, cause I, and I like the record. I'm actually going to buy the record. Uh, Lose You to Love Me, Selena Gomez record. And I think it's just a good record. I just randomly heard it. I was like, I was in an Uber and I was just like, I like the writing of this record. I like the delivery. This is a dope record. It was just a good record. So I, I like, yeah, I like, I like to hear cool shit. No doubt. Have you ever been surprised by somebody like who you might not expect to like? you know, be a fan or to give you props that you've gotten props from or have, have caught, you know, those Easter eggs and been like, damn, like, that's something I just, I didn't expect. No, it, I mean, it, it, it happens, you know, 
you know, ever so often from time to time, you know, maybe a little bit more than, than you know, but, but, you know, fairly often random walks of life, random people um, that, uh, you know, that I may, you know, meet or know of me or a friend in a different walk of life that's just like, this is so-and-so and he, you know, does this great, you know, whatever, painter or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I brought you up or somehow you came up with the conversation. Super big fan. So I'm very appreciative because I don't, you know, I, I, um, I know I have a very random base of people. Like, you know, I used to say the college crowd kids, but they're kind of, you know, they transitioned because my music hasn't been, you know, promoted to this new wave of college kids. So it's not them. Um, but you know, the gangster kids, you know, whatever to a certain degree, but then not even, I just have a very eclectic group of, you know, people that are, you know, that it's really just being exposed. I don't, I haven't, you know, I, I haven't had the opportunity to get the exposure that most other artists, um, of my caliber, have have had just because there was a disconnect between me and my company. So I feel like I'm basically a new artist and, and there's so, you know, people would get it, you know, if they heard it, it's just, you know, that's the biggest fight is getting it heard, getting it exposed. But I'm always surprised. Like I said, I'm hoping to meet the, the Saudi prince. Um, so that likes my music or, or the tech guy. I, I feel like my music should resonate with the tech people. So I need a Silicon Valley guy and put this in the universe so we can expose this, the world to this shit. Because I'm, I'm, I'm very certain if you like Nas, The Roots, Common, Most Deaf, uh, you know, Jay-Z, Eminem, you know, uh, you know, Wu-Tang Clan, whatever, you'll like me. You'll definitely like me. It's good to be Daylight Soul. You'll like the music. It's good music. Chairs One, yeah, fuck with it. So, you know, that, that's, that's, that's what we're fighting for. You know, it's just, it's, it's such a, you know, ev- everything's auditioning for your time in 2020. In the 2010s, you know, there's stop signs, there's lights, there's advertising on everything. And we only have enough attention span for, for you know, a few of them. And what tends to win now is the thing that gets viral. And viral is kind of by design, too, by, in, in, in 2020. And you still need money to go viral. Most things are purposely designed to go viral, and they have a campaign and money and all this other guerrilla marketing is what they used to call it. So, you know, it's not like accidentally, like everybody likes it. Nine times out of ten, this is the food chain you put it to, and these guys are the gatekeepers, and then they're going to say it's really cool, and then that's going to trigger that, and then that, then they're going to get on this, and then Entertainment Weekly picks it up. And You know what I'm saying? It's a fucking game. And then they act like it was, it was you know, this authentic organic movement and it's nine times out of ten it's not it's a business strategy and i i i don't have the, you know i don't have the money of you know whatever record company so you know we're still trying to solve that but we're going to get a team and we're going to make it work and it feels to me too like you've been figuring out the independent game and whether it's doing like the soul and ice two lyric book or merchandise or you know Put it out, you know, different the the music in different modes. Like, 
not just digital release. Like it seems like you're doing a lot of the right things, and it seems like you know that 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 piece is is really coming together for you. It is. It is. You know, learning a lot, and some of it was trial and error, but um, looking forward to 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 growing, learning more, getting a, even a more expansive team of, of awesome, dope people. Um, I, I, I don't like doing a lot of projections of what's going to happen, but I really, you know, I, I really, I'm going to work my ass off because I have some, some goals that I'm going to accomplish, you know, in, 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 you know, I have short-term goals and I have long-term goals and, and, and I'm, you know, I, I'm here in this moment for a reason and hopefully it's to take things to another level. And then hopefully when I get to that level, I level up again, get to the next level, you know, and having growth and success. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much at peace. I'm happy. Um, and that took a long time. Like I, like, um, you know, solo my shoe, I, the, the, I end the record a different way, like, and I, I I say it on the last song. It's a song called Ghosted, and I did some really personal shit on that record. But I say uh, the last things I say on on Solo Nights Two is the first album ended with me in the booth getting smoked. This time I'm gonna leave you with hope, and so I feel like this album is a happier album. Like it's hopeful. Solo Nights was pretty, you know, like fucking. It, it's all bad. It's fucked up. And at the end of Solo Nights, the first album, what you don't know, uh, they don't feel you, but what you don't know could kill you. And then there's a sniper bullet and you hear a body drop. And to me, I get, I'm getting assassinated. And so this time, um, you know, I'm saying shalom and peace and, you know, like, let's have some hope. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm glass half full in 2020 and that's a difference than who I was in 1996, 1995 or. Well, and that, and that too, like, I'm glad you brought that up because that also leads me to the question that, um, you know, you mentioned earlier about, you know, you can't really like, you know, you're thinking about is society better now or was it better 20, 25 years ago and that your music is a reflection of the society and your, your, your social commentary throughout the project. So, you know, what do you think about the way the last 25 years have gone? I mean, is it better or worse right now? I think it's worse. And I think I, I think I say that. I think I say it from the first song on. It's I think I think that is my me. I got better as a human being. Society, especially America, worse. I mean, look at our president. Look at, I mean, things I said that the religious right that Christians weren't very Christ-like. I mean, they're behind a the guy that puts little babies in in, in cages and then, and then they're dying. Like it just reveals the hypocrisy of America. Our country's really lost. It's arguably it's lost its way or it never had its way in the first place, and it always claimed to be something that it wasn't. So those are the two arguments. Because while these four founding fathers are talking about all men are created equal, black men weren't humans. You know, they were only a percentage of human mouths for tax. And even then, women weren't really, you know, all men were created by women. So, you know, there's the argument, you know, the more perfect union, or no, is it still just for certain white men by certain white men, it's kind of turned into for certain white men by certain white men in 2020. It's fuck everybody. Um, 
you know, and, and the Republican side of that has shown that very clear. There are no rules that can't be broken in, in, in trying to uh, attain power. You know, for me, um, it, it's sad. I think, I think our, I mean, you know, all around the world, people are getting very uh, um, nationalistic. And right after nationalism, you know, nationalism turns into racism. That's what that ism transmissions into. This country for people just only that look like us. That's racism. Racism, nationalism is a nice word for racism. <laughs> so, you know, it's, you know, we're, we're, I don't know if the pimple came to a head, you know, maybe that's what this is, you know, but I, you know, people were mad at me for point. I was an, I, I was the racist for pointed out 25 years ago. And now you can't deny this shit exists. No, I feel like I feel like as I feel like society has come around on your viewpoints as opposed to you having to like go back and say like, "Hey, I didn't really mean this," or "I, I didn't know what I was talking about." <laughs> right. Like, I feel like people are like, "Wait a minute!" Like, we might have been wrong about this Raskas guy. Right. Yeah, and that's that's a vindication. It didn't, you know. They, they're still kind of like not really happy with putting me in a position to talk, <laughs> which sucks. But you know, but I am kind of right. I'm right, you know, and uh, you know makes you feel like I'm not crazy. I saw things as, as I, I didn't see them through rose-colored glasses. I try to be honest about what I saw in society, and that's what a philosopher slash scholar slash painter, artist, writer does. I was trying to reflect the world that I was in. And thinking about the way that you've always been able to do that, you know. I don't care about what a lot of people would have to say about this, but I definitely do. But we you know what care about what you think, you know, thinking about just the nightmare that would be Trump getting another four years in office. I mean, what do you think would happen if there's another four years of the mess? I, we think, have I, now? Think you, I, I, I think you lose your country, period. And I'm already kind of in the process. I'm ready to leave. So I, I, I think. You know, there are people that say this, man. They say that America's been a hypocrite so long it deserves Trump and that it will become what it always lied about not being. And you won't have freedom and you will really be in a police state. I think when they, you know, white people flip out and Obama's the, you know, he's the Antichrist. Uh, you got the Antichrist now. And they are welcoming him in because he, a man that is a, a liar, I've never... I very few people have I ever seen lie that like like he's he's like everything wrong with what we say about white people in America or 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 or, or the hypocrisy of America. He is literally the embodiment, and there's about forty percent of 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 this country that are okay with that because that's what they want, and they don't want little brown kids or little black kids or you know little no voice and there's some to me to my surprise there's women that that are okay with that I, white women i'm just like really you so you, you don't mind being stepped on and pussy grabbed nothing just whatever just you you just a bitch because you hate niggers and asians that much and beaners like really like like your hatred runs that deep in you because once you get us out of here you, there'll be no one else to blame, and they're not going to share it with you. 
<laughs> they're gonna shoot you too. So I don't understand that kind of hate, and it's not based on history. So that's why I did with Nature the Threat. Like I'm trying to tell white people, your story is not true. You need to go to college and find out all the shit they've been telling you ain't true. Your Jesus don't look like that. None of this shit. But when 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 a, when a people's whole belief system is built on lies, there's nowhere for it to go. But but it's fanned. It will erode. And I think that's probably the course of this place. Yeah, I mean, I I, w- I wish that we could say we had some evidence that it was trending in a different direction, but you know, I'm not seeing that right now. I, I don't either. And, you know, um, this country, you know. This country, you know, what it's, you know, me personally, some of the things that it's taken from me and done to me personally, um, you know, but, you know, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm, and I'm thankful, you know, to a certain degree that, you know, I'm I'm thankful for my journey, you know, that I was born here, my daddy was born here, my mama and dad and all these years, but sometimes you just outgrow shit, like, you know, maybe time to just leave. There's a, there's a world full of other places that, are not this ridiculous. And I find it ironic that Angela Merkel, the place that created two world wars and the Nazis, has more liberty and and, and consideration and love than the place with with a big lady talking about give us your, you know, give us your homeless. Like we've lost, maybe we lost our way or maybe we never had our way. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. That's a philosophical question. So, you know, that will be answered soon. But um, it, just to do the numbers about what, what this country is, is just I'm not that surprised. I'm disappointed, but I'm not that surprised. I think this is more of a surprise to, you know, the, the regular American that happens to be a white person. Like, I didn't know that people held that much hate in their hearts. So they're surprised. <laughs> We're like, I told you. <laughs> because it's that the- fucked up. Right, it's like there's there's more comfort now to like show it than you yeah. know five years ago even. Right. You well, know, you know the Obama guy. The other thing, and I, you know, I'm not a big fan of him, but the point is, you know, that he was the catalyst. So he was getting more death threats. They multiplied by four percent, but he was trying not to alarm everybody and not to alarm white people. Well, he probably should have said, well, you know. These fucking skinheads, they like there's more of them now. They're like super mad at me. Uh, just letting you know, you know. And now, and and, and 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 that was what the Tea Party was about. It wasn't about no taxation. This is about we don't like black guy, and his mama's white. That just shows how really much of an asshole, angry hater you have to be. The niggas have you, and and that's not okay. That's, there's a lot of hatred, and it's, it's misdirected hatred. But then I guess if you're, you know, there, there's a monolithic white people in America. I just came from Europe. Polish people don't like Russians, period. <laughs> I'm just saying, in general, bro. You know, Irish people are not that fond of Brits. They got a long history of getting fucking killed. <laughs> Northern Ireland is not fucking with the UK like that. But then they all come to America and they monolith into this white guy. I'm white. And I fuck everybody else. They're not humans and you're all this and that. 
And that's what's happened. You get a victim of your own monolithic fucking, and then your refusal to accept the truth from the victims. So if somebody, if, if, you know, and I always try to make this personal to people. If I was raping your mother, and then she's saying like, no, you'd be pretty angry. You'd be like, stop raping my mother. And she would be like, stop raping me. But if I keep saying, I'm not raping her, and while my dick's in her, but I'm the boss, how's that work? That's what America is. It's raping everybody, brutalizing people, and then saying, nah, that never happened. What are you talking about? Nah, didn't happen. You're crazy. Like, you're right. Ra- literally, they did that to us. They raped our mothers, hung them. And they said, no, no, that didn't happen. You know, I don't know what you're talking about. Isolated incident. <laughs> so this is the country. Why are you so surprised? I'm just not. And then when I, I knew I was supposed to shut up and be a good nigga and not say some of these things. And I was penalized because I did. And I know that. Do you and I would have got a bigger... No, I don't. Fuck them and fuck this country too. Fuck them. Fuck them. I will make a way and I will be okay and I'll have a good life despite what was done to me. Because I did the right thing and a lot of these people that did that at what price to your soul, what may happen to your child, what energy did you put out in the universe for that? No, I don't regret it. Nope. No, it, Am I happy about it? No. But do I regret it? No. And <laughs> no, I think that, I, I think that's great. Cause I mean, I think, I think, I think having convictions and what, and, and, and the backbone that you have, I mean, I think that stands the test of time and that, not everybody can say that that they that they were always on the right side of history like that. And thinking about just you know you saying you thinking about moving someplace else, like what would be a a, a more ideal location? Like what what's what spot are, do you think would be Robert, good for you? You can you can literally go to Vancouver. That shit is right across the damn near connected to Washington. There's other places, man. I I particularly like Toronto. I like Quebec. I like France. I like uh, Germany. I like uh, there's different parts. Germany is a big place. Hey, how's it going? I like um, South Africa. Cape Town is amazing. You know, hey, how's it going? So a lot of those places, you know, they just cost a lot of money. Germany's expensive. Switzerland is awesome. Very expensive country. But yeah, I, I'm I'm interested in, in you know me kind of restructuring, getting my fiscal, my business together and we live in a digital age and I I'd love to work in in you know, I can work from the computer and I I my goal is to preside somewhere else. You know. Um I I definitely would like to have dual citizenship. Um or maybe maybe more than dual. Like I'd I'd like to be able to live somewhere in I'd love, uh, I'd, I'd really love Cape Town, South Africa. I'd like to have a place there. I'd like to have a place somewhere in Europe. You know, I like, you know, you know, a lot of civilized people there as, as opposed, you know, and Canada. They're, they're just a, there's a world full of places that don't act like us. You know, you got to look at what, what we're ranked as far as upward mobility and, and education. Like, we're dumb. We're dumb and we and we're, we're proud of it. There's no American excellence. There's inheritance. There's American inheritance. White people inherit stuff, and everybody, especially blacks, we inherit debt. 
And it's designed that way. They undermine us, they steal from us, and they've been doing it. And then they tell us we're the bad people when they steal from us. This is not a country to, to, to stay in if you if you look like me. Especially now. Especially now. They're shooting us. They told the Muslims they can't come. And they're putting the Mexican kids in the motherfucking in, in cages. That's some fucking... That is crazy. And and, and and anybody gets up and goes to work every day like that's okay. <laughs> it's become so normalized now that it's it's almost like you know between the twenty four hour news cycle and the normalization of it, it's almost like it's just any kind of news is is acceptable at this point. Like there's nothing that can be shocking anymore. Almost. Yeah, well, that should shock you and hurt you and. Again, you know, we're all human beings, man. And if when we when you lose that degree of humanity, man, you know, it's. It, it, I mean, where else? Where else is there to go? But down. <laughs> no, I think that's a great point. You know, when you think about what you do today and and how you how you continue growing as an artist, how would you describe like? your general writing process today and, and, and what that's like and, and if it's changed at all over the years? Um, I, I kind of write from inspiration for the most part. So um, I hadn't really, I, I was I was really more in a performance mode after Solo Nights 2. So I haven't really been, I hadn't been, I hadn't been writing a lot. Um, um, but we wrapped up the tours and uh, I'm still kind of waiting to see what, what our dates are going to be for the domestic stuff. Um, and I, and, and then, uh, yeah, it just kind of, you know, some things leaked out, but I'm, you know, um, my process is usually experience and then writing from the experiences, you know? So I, um, I kind of feel like I still need to go out and go experience more stuff. I'd rather be like, even honestly, I wish I was gone right now. Like I wish I was on the road. Um, you know, um, I'm a little, I'm a little, you know, I wish I was out with, you know, all the other people that are out right now, you know, whoever they are, you know, um, but we, we have some things in the, we have some things that are supposed to be coming together, but I would love to be gone literally as we speak. It's just, you know, I, I like the experiences. I like, you know, the, I, I, I'm I'm one of two different things, either the creative or the performer. And right now I'm not in the creative mode. I would rather be performing. So um, I'm looking forward to getting out and performing, creating those experiences. So then later on I can come back and then create from them. I think, I think that that's awesome. You know, do you still work on the stage show? Is it something that's automatic at this point? Or do you feel like you're constantly finding, like, you're getting better as a performer as well? I have I have so much more work to do. There's uh, songs and things I want to rehearse and learn. And, um, you know, that, that goes with having structure and having, you know, rehearsal studios and being able to do so. You know, you know, and those those things to a certain degree come with, the finances of it. Um, so that uh, I would like to, I, I, I think my show could be much better. I think we do a good show. I think we have a good show, but is it the show that I think I can do? No. So I'm looking forward to 
to drastically improving my show. And then after that, I'd like to improve it to the point where, they, you know, we're actually um, live banding, bringing real live music into it, just keep taking it up another level and growing it. But, you know, a lot of it is me and rehearsing and learning, you know, uh, 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 the Jedi Mind Tricks record. Like, I want to integrate that and know that record, you know, or um, the Bobby Digital record, you know. Uh, you know, I, there's things that I want to integrate into my show. Um, the crew record. <laughs> so, you know, I I, I would love to. Um, I feel like sometimes I, I've been so uh, spread so thin, I haven't had the opportunity and ability uh, as other artists to just focus on the craft. You know, I'm, I, I've had to do all these other jobs. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful because I, I learned how to do them. But I would like to not have to do all the jobs and have competent, dope people do them. So that's the goal. That's what I'm trying to try to, you know, you know, try to create in my life now. And I, th I think, too, like something that's a real positive in that way is the Solo Nice 2 lyric book, because it actually allows fans to really digest your lyrics in in an, in another mode, and sometimes I think even just reading lyrics sometimes changes how you yeah. like listen to it. And mm -hmm. you know, how'd you come up with that idea and 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 put it out? You know, and how important was it that you have this like hard you know copy this this product that people can hold and read coffee table book to go along with the with Soul on Ice too? That is going to I'm saying. Uh... Pretty much that, that that whole process is really the credit has to go to Curtis Daniel uh, over at Patchworks in Atlanta. So uh, it's pretty much the biggest studio in Atlanta. And Curtis is uh, one of my oldest friends and actually probably my first fan ever. <laughs> so um, that, it was his idea. Us talking and him saying, you know, uh, you need something tangible, like, and you need to get to a, another level with you know you make this good this these amazing things you say these amazing things and and then they don't reach certain people um you know and then uh you know i'll follow this direction um he partnered with me on it and uh he really you know he, i would say he did you know he did he did the majority of the footwork he he, he found the the right artist like it was awesome you know like you know we just this thing we did together, but he kind of went and had to learn how to put a book together. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. Like, you know, we'll try this one. And then, you know, the mock-up, like, nope, that don't work. We're going to need this size. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, whatever. It was, it was, you know, very grateful to to, to Curdy Birdie, man. Uh, uh, and and it, it, the, the, the crazier thing about that, we, we accomplished it. Um, it's super awesome, but we don't know how to get to the next level with that. We wanted a publisher because we self-published and, you know, we, we pulled it off. We did two editions of it, but of course, you, you know, like, again, it's the, you know, knowing the right person to take it to the next level. We didn't know the right people. He never, he's a, he manages and owns a studio and, you know, and I'm, you know, I write raps and shit. And so we did the book and, and we made a really cool book. And then, you know, we're still wanting to, you know, um, get it to the next level. How do you know, you know, you know, somebody that would, 
you know, you know, get, get shit. I'd love to do a book tour. Like how do, you know, how do we get to those levels? So, you know, I have some missing chinks in my machine and, you know, I, I, I want to solve those things because I think we have a lot of great ideas and we're, you know, we, we are creative. We just don't have the resources that all these other people that are kind of lame have, you know, to be honest. <laughs> like a lot of lame guys got all that's a great way to put it. <laughs> no doubt. And, you know, thinking about everything you have going on, I mean, you know, Jamo Gang, you know, I know that you probably get hit with the Four Horsemen question all the time. You know, what other and, – and, and as well, like, you know, you look like Blasphemy with, with Apollo Brown and doing one-off albums with producers. I mean, I'm sure you're getting asked these questions a lot, but like, you know, Four Horsemen, Jamo Gang, you know, Apollo Brown, you know, one-offs with, with producers. Like, what is on the, the docket for you and kind of like in terms of other albums and other kind of music that you're looking to put out? Well, I want to, one thing I really want to transition into is um, my writing. Uh, I, I want to, I, I'd like to be more into like a writer's room for like television, comedy, all that. Um, and I'm going to, um, I don't know the steps, but I'm going to investigate and learn. Um, as far as uh, musically, uh, I want to, I want to help and develop, uh, you know, songs for at least just, you know, like help people, um, help artists make the other records they may need on that album. Not necessarily to hit single records, but to pull out of their personality things that make incredible critics' choice, the things that, resonate with people after the hit single, like, no, this record is really dope. And it took me somewhere and I got something out of it about who you are. I'd love to kind of help shape classics. That's something I would like to do with artists. Um, um, and then uh, as far as me as an artist, we have a couple, we have, we have some, some, we have a couple of things that could be amazing. Uh, could be very big, so I'm excited about that. I won't speak on it yet, but uh, I'm very, very enthused about one thing uh, in particular. Um, yeah, geeked on that. And then I'm super geeked on, um, you know, Jamo Gang is uh, literally, uh, oh God, just text me the artwork for, uh, for the new album. Uh, so. Uh, well, no, not the artwork. I'm bugging. He texted me the, what the what the uh, not a CD, but whatever they call it. Well, it is a CD, but not a CD case, the jewel case. So he, he sent me all. Of, he pulled it out. I guess he got the maca. Not even the maca. Maybe he got all, maybe he got the merch. I have no idea. But uh, yeah, he just sent me a picture. So it looks freaking awesome. I can't wait to see what it looks like. Um, uh, album uh, with. Some amazing, uh, some amazing songs. Uh, J57 did his thing, um, and yeah, we have some we have some great features. We shot a couple of really really cool videos, so uh, we're hoping. I don't know what our release date is, but yeah, we're uh, 
Jamal Gang comes. We're, we're uh, that record. That group is uh, starting to fat beats, and I'm assuming it'll be coming out. Um, probably. What's right now? We're in February. April, maybe? I, I guess. March, April. April, May, I guess, uh, the album will come out. So <coughs> uh, that that's what I would promote. I, right now, I, I'm all about solo life, too, um, because it's my baby, and I still have content, and, I, you know, there's however billion, eight billion people on the planet, and I really want them to, you know, if I could just get 1% of them to just take a listen, I think they'd like it. 